We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Okay, what is it? Why well, you like froze right there, and it made it even more dramatic when you asked what it was. Like, cause your connection froze. It was it was pretty epic. I don't get that catchphrase at all. It didn't make any sense. No, that wasn't that, the catchphrase. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. Last week I used what I said as the catchphrase, but but this week I have a catchphrase. Okay, you have a catchphrase. What's your catchphrase? Don't think, make art. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but we're dumb creators. We're not like right. So you art. don't we're think, like, don't think, because no, you're dumb. This would just be make better. Art. This would have been better if it was for your your high class art podcast, but not for this one. For my high class, I think I think I think like the best. I honestly think like it was your best one yet, just for the wrong podcast. I think you nailed it for your other podcast. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll just go back to my other podcast. Okay. What am I doing here? I don't know. Hello and welcome to Fine Art Podcast. No, nope. where no other podcast is fine, podcast. but the that's not the podcast you're confusing our audience. It's also fine. I can't remember. It's been so long. I had like a kid. I'm explaining to our guest. I had a kid like a month after I started that podcast, and like th- maybe like four guests in, my wife pregnant couldn't walk anymore, and I was like, "Okay, that's the end of all my extracurriculars." I like hey, so, so what? Hey, my question: though, What podcast is this, though? The this po- is fine art podcast. Where the podcast? No, this is, is not. Fine. This is the dumb creators podcast. And I'm mutinating. If you're curving, it's the fine art podcast. <laughs> it is now. It's the fine art podcast. Nope. Dumb. I sucked creators. you into doing the fine art What's podcast. What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> Shiner. What's my name? Eric Schwartz. And, and this we is the are dumb creators podcast. The fine art we podcast. Yeah. Dumb, dumb creators. Fine, fine, and quotes. Repeat Everybody, go me. check it out on, Keegan, on Spotify. Maybe it's coming after back. Me. Maybe it's coming back. Keegan, Keegan, <laughs> what? Duh. Repeat after me. Duh, duh, um, dumb, Cree. This is dumb. That's for sure. Okay, yeah, let's let's move on to our ad break. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's let's uh, we instantly do an ad like break. That. Just to let you know. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Hey, after being frustrated, what would you want? We're not getting paid for this. <laughs> no, what? we did get paid for this. <laughs> getting paid for this. We got paid for... in mugs. Hey. Yeah, that's true. We got paid in mugs and NFTs. We're very that's, cheap. You know, that's, that's the nature of the new economy. Is you know, well, I don't have any money, but here's a mug. Yeah. Hey, and, I believe and in technically the system. we could have gotten paid in Bitcoin, but I felt bad. Not Bitcoin. Paid NFT. NFT, yeah, NFT. NFT. I felt bad taking it though because it was kind of expensive to mint. I was like, if he's gonna just hand it out, it's an expensive gift, I think. All right, so wait, so yeah, who are we even talking about? It's the the many muggles, many muggles.com. Many muggles is now mugglybunch.com, which goes in the muggly bunch. Yes. Oh wait a minute. They can they make mugs where you can custom design your face. A mug or a t shirt or something like that. So, you know, I thought of another picture of of another when I had a beard about two weeks ago. Yeah. Manymuggles.com is what it was. Now it's Muggly Bunch. It should be just Me Muggles, right? Like Me Muggles. Like that sound that rolls off the tongue. Okay. Talk to him when he next time we have him on. 
But now that we've, you know, somehow like alienated our audience and our guests, let's actually get back on track. Are we done with our ad break? Do we talk about yeah, Muggly Bunch enough? We've talked about enough at this point. You can we get a mug. We really talk about anything, but like... They can get NFTs. The problem is now I don't understand mug, what he's selling. I don't NFT, understand NFTs, or, so I can't... Or you, you can read... Neither do I, but you can get them. You can put and your name on a mug. Or like you can be... Yeah. Put your name with a message and a picture of yourself on a mug in comic book form. It's pretty powerful. Um, po- pretty it's powerful. Good stuff. It's, I like it. It's good stuff. Yeah. And just for you know, this is a quality mug. It has cracked despite me dropping it on the floor twice. Really? You've dropped <laughs> it twice? Why don't we get to our guest? We have a great guest today. Thank you. Eric, do you want to introduce her? Yes. Hey, Katie Brown is, yes, um, yes. is this? She is an artist, a painter. And a, and a tattoo artist. I'm frozen, I believe. I missed that last part. I hope it was complimentary. I presume it was. It was something about a bird and a dog. Yeah, crazy bird lady. Crazy yeah. bird lady. Absolutely. Oh, cool. What kind of what kind of bird? Those are those are zebra features. And, and, and a dog. Yes, and a dog owner. I was yelling at the dog a second ago. So that's it. Just birds and dogs. That's it. No more. No more. You know, except for the llama. No, I'm kidding. No llama. <laughs> the no llama. llama. Oh no. No. No kind oh, of llama. No. No. Yikes. What kind of birds? What kind of birds are they? Zebra finches. Zebra finches. Zebra finches, which is basically, you know, it's it's a feathered goldfish. Like you, you go to the pet store and they got like the eight hundred dollar bird and the six hundred dollar bird, the two hundred dollar bird, the twenty dollar bird. The zebra finch is the twenty dollar bird. Ah, okay. So, okay. You know, so just uh, down the toilet. Yeah, warning if there's a gas leak, that sort of thing. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I just keep them around in case something goes wrong with the stall. But everybody shout, you know. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. They're, they're here for I purpose. couldn't afford batteries, so I got these birds right. instead yeah, of a smoke fire. Right, been chirping for 10 years, so I just let the birds do some chirping, and I just, you know, distinguish between the two. Cool. So you are our first tattoo artist that we've had on, oh. admitted tattoo artist. I don't know if anyone else has been one and just not told us, but, but so I'm excited about this. First, my first question is obviously, do you watch Ink Master? I do not watch Ink Master. Okay, so we're gonna skip all those do questions. I had prepared. Firmly <laughs> do not, do not, and and I'll, well, I'll tell you why. There's there's a caveat to that. Okay, I do not watch Ink Masters because part, well, well, part of it is is one of those things. that's like this is what I'm doing all day. I don't need to go home and watch five more hours of it on television. There's that, but there's also I understand it's television. I understand they have to make it more interesting. I understand they have to have a lot of drama. And, you know, they get, you know, these women on these shows and some of these women I have like seen in real life before they're on the show. Now they have them on the show and they're all painted up and they're pushing boobs up to you. And I'm like, she doesn't look like that. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that. you know, I, I, I'm yeah. bothered by that. And they they really play up the thing about like bling and stuff. And, and I've, I've worked in some environments that were aggressive and there is conflict, you know, it's not like working in an office it's very different but i i, yeah. I, I tried watching the show once and i was just like Ugh. and then even oh, yeah. worse was like they're posting on facebook the next day about oh this is the tattoo of the day and then you have every oh. armchair quarterback like 12 year old <laughs> like i don't like the composition and i think there should be less blue and i'm like you're not even old enough to like shut up nobody asked you you know nothing about that you know and, and then yeah. and dave navarro up there you know it's like <laughs> I've been getting tattooed for over 30 years. I'm like, great. I've been driving a car for 30 years. It doesn't make me a Formula One racer, okay? You know, and he's got yeah. all these garbage little tattoos that like, you know, 19-year-old girls get on spray. And just the whole thing, I just, 
I tried one. I, I made it through about like two episodes and I'm just like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is horrible. Oh. So I, I just, I can't, I can't even. I, yeah, I do skip. I do skip most of the episode. Um, I skip from, I skip to the first challenge, which is like this sort of like cool. It's usually like some sort of like performance art. kind of like build this out of thumbtacks and like build like a right. 20 foot picture out of thumbtacks. Yeah, um, which I find very it's interesting. Also, like the least related tattoo in the world. They're like, all right, yeah, all flying an airplane upside down. Right. Can you tattoo this person's back. Right. Yeah. Like, if I ever get tattooed like that, why would I get tattooed like that? Yeah, yeah, it has nothing to do with tattoos. So I like that part. Right. And then I skip to like when they're actually tattooing, and then I skip to the crit, you know, yeah. the critique at the end where they talk about the tattoos and. And so I, I kind of skip all the reality parts of it. But, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, but it, I, but it's, I, these people that like, come in and they've got these like beautiful tattoos. And I'm like, wow, that's so great. Like, man, I would be so proud of myself if I did that. I would be so pleased to have that on me. And these guys that get up there and then just rip it to shreds. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you that's freaking kidding me? Like, uh, did you look at that thing? You know, it's like, you want to see some crap? I'll show you some crap. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, let yeah. Me I'm sure you my portfolio from like year one, you know, and I like, <laughs> leave these people alone. It, 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 it bothers me. I, I think it's set the, it, it, not that it's set the bar. It has raised the bar. There, there were some good things about the show. I can't totally bag on the whole thing. There, there, it, there, there were some good things about it. I think it, it kind of pushed the boundaries and made people be like, oh, wow, this is possible. And, oh, I, I want to try harder, not so much, you know, I want to be on the show, but just, you know, one, there were, there were good things about it. It's not completely bad, but. I think it also created this thing that like, you know, it is folk art and it is made by human hands and it is a one of a kind thing. And it's just, it shouldn't be treated like that. I think. Yeah. It's not going to be like super perfect every time. Right. Yeah. There's, there's always going to be I, something. There's that little human element. You can always, you can always find something, you know, always. Right. Right. And they, they kind of destroy that. Yes. It yeah, turns it into like a computer didn't make this. A person made this a person made this on a person. And that person is, sweaty and moving there's so many factors oh, yeah. you have going it's it's so hard to do like tattooing is so hard i marched in there with you know the, oh i'm gonna be so i'm a great drawer i can paint i got you know and then the first time they hand me this thing and i'm like oh, it's there you know it, it's not easy it is not an easy thing to do they make it look very easy it's not and it, it's it, that show i think encouraged the idea that don't appreciate this just pick it apart find everything wrong don't just you know get back and look at the big picture and be like wow that's really cool look at that holy cow you made this thing with your hands on this person and it's going to be on him for 80 years you know it, it yeah just, it, it kind of hurts me that they i will it. say i will say having watched i have watched a lot of it <laughs> or, or like i'll just be honest i've watched all of it i, I, I enjoyed yeah I enjoyed. It, they went from very unethical about the way they treated all these things the way that you're yeah. speaking to like very ethical like this last season was very ethical. Like okay. they had, they had like 10 hours to complete a small tattoo, you know, like, yeah, they, they used to have like the people who got tattoos talk about who had the worst tattoo in the room right? with Which each just... other. And, and that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then that person who has a tattoo feels bad for like a long time. Right. right? Because they right have, have like and a bad. Yeah. I I have I have some tattoos that are just garbage. They're garbage, and yet there's something about it, you know. And so you kind of feel about they're, they're like they're kind of your children. You're like, oh, I've got this one who's like beautiful, perfect. And I have this one who's kind of, 
Um, anyway, he's just our goofball. You know, and it, it, there's there's that kind of feeling about that, you know. And I've met so many people that had like decent tattoos, and they're like, "Well, I want to cover this." I'm like, "Why? That, that thing's amazing." I'm like, "If you don't like that tattoo, there's nothing I am going to do for you that you're going to like." Trust me, if you're not happy with that, you don't even want to talk to me. Just be gone. And I've had people come in and they just have just like a garbage tattoo, and they like they really love it, and I respect that. So I'm like, you know what? You're just you're owning it. You're wearing it. You're proud of it. It means it, like you're you're not even bothered by it. You don't care what anybody's thinking. I love that. And it's like that TV show. I think like took that element out of there. That like yeah. you can just have like the lovable goofball tattoo that just is not great. You know, but these things are so good. And you know, I don't know. okay. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. You're missing the point of the whole thing here. That's interesting. That's yeah. an interesting take. Yeah, I've never gotten to speak to a tattoo artist about that show so that's that's a cool yes you know and i, I but I, I get why people want to watch it because it is it, it's fascinating when you don't when you're not around at 24 you know my mom it is my, my when my when i started tattooing my mother was like horrified and <laughs> you know i had an apprenticeship and you know she was kind of started to ask some questions what where are you at all day what do you do you know what are you reading on I, I didn't really want to tell her because i knew she'd lose her mind about it so finally i was like all right yeah i'm i got a job i'm, I'm apprenticing at a tattoo shop and she's like well, what can you do i'm like well i mopped the floor should i clean the toilet she's like oh god you're a janitor I'm like, for now for now but she was really upset about it. she was really angry and the thing that kind of turned her around was the tv shows because oh, okay. she loves TV oh, really? and she loves reality TV. So all of a sudden now she's watching this and she's very excited. She's calling me. She's like, listen, I just watched that Ink Master show. And she's trying to tie, and I haven't seen it. I'm like, okay, my, okay, my. And then she's like, you don't watch this? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, and this is what I do all day. I don't want, yeah. and, and she had worked in hospitals. She was in radiology. And she goes, well, you know, now that you mention it, I don't watch ER or anything. I'm like, okay, you understand? <laughs> the police don't go home and watch like, and like, shows, yeah. you, know, you know, nobody wants to watch the show about their industry. Oh, no one. So. Yeah. so you start apprenticing. What makes you like want to start doing tattooing to begin with? Like just be, like, just art or just because like, why not? Well, it was it was it was a couple things. I was I was always an artist, you know, from from the get go, day one. And I, you know, I was I started high school like in the late 80s, got out in the early 90s. And it wasn't, you know, it was starting to become a thing. Tattooing was was starting to get really big, but it still wasn't a thing like you had 11 year olds talking about. I'm going to be a tattoo artist when I grow up. Like that just wasn't a thing. So it hadn't really occurred to me at that point. But, you know, as I'm kind of getting into where we're starting to get to, you know, be of age and, and we could, you know, drive into the city and go get a tattoo. And my friends are like, Oh, draw this tattoo for me. And if I knew then what I knew now, I would have said no, but I didn't know how it worked. So I, I you know, I draw their <laughs> tattoo for them and I give them the drawing and they go down, and they come back and they get the tattoo. And, and I'm like, well, how much did that cost? And they're like, oh, it was 350 bucks. And I'm all like, well, you just got me Taco Bell for doing the drawing. So now I'm like, <laughs> how do we take out the middleman? Yeah. You know, so there, there was, that was, that was a part of it. But, you know, it, it it was not something that I had actually set out to do because honestly, I thought, God, that's way too much pressure. I was actually really scared of it. I went to Columbia and I went for graphic design and illustration, which is just kind of the generic art school degree that everybody gets just to kind of like, yeah, okay, I can draw mermaids. Great. I hadn't really considered tattooing at the time. And, you know, to be very vague... I likes to party. I likes to party a lot. So I would wake up in the morning not in good shape and I, I wasn't really doing well and all that. And people were telling me like, oh, you know, you should get into tattooing. I'm like, 
man, I shake all day. <laughs> like, I, you don't understand. I get up yeah. at like four in the afternoon. I can't keep any food down. I'm, you know, I'm barely, get, I'm living in this apartment in the city. I got no heat. I'm like, I'm not in any shape to go take on this kind of responsibility because it, it's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I sobered up pretty early in life. And at that point, I was just about to get into my first marriage. And he was like a tattoo guy. He was from LA. He was covered in tattoos and he knew all these tattoo people. And he's like, oh, no, you'd be great at it. And I'm like, you know, he really like shoved me into it basically, you know, because I, I think he, you know, wanted me to make some money too. <laughs> that, that didn't, that was probably a part of it. But, you know, I thought to myself, all right, I will give it a shot. You know, I will give it a shot. And if I'm horrible at it and they tell me to take a hike, then fine. Great. Yeah. You know, so I got an apprenticeship with this at the shop. It was called Wizard of Ink. It was on the corner of Fullerton and Laverne in Chicago. It's been gone for a long time now, but I, I was with those guys. And it was just kind of just this little joint. It was two brothers and the nephew. And they, you know, come in. They're like, right, you know, smoking cigarettes and all that. Like, yeah, right. You know, this was, you know, 19, summer of 98, you know, and they're, oh, I get, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, do some drawings. And, and they didn't really draw too well, those guys. They were just kind of like flash guys. You know, they had the thing on the wall. So people would come in and they'd be like, hey, I want this Tinkerbell, but I want her wearing a Cubs hat and, you know, riding on a tricycle. And they're looking at each other like, you know, so they're like, well, hey, kid, you know, so now I'm doing all the drawings for him. People are coming in like, Ah. I want this Jesus, but I want him holding a cat. And, you know, and they're like, they're going to Usually I'm like, cat, you know, so I draw the dudes with the cat. So I'm kind of doing that. And then there was a guy working there who was a piercer and he quit. So they're like, well, you want to learn how to pierce while you're here? I'm like, all right, while well, I'm up. So I start piercing. So I'm actually like, now I'm working and I'm making money while I'm doing the apprenticeship, which is usually not how it works. And, you know, they're kind of slowly working me in, you know, people kind of still built their own needles and stuff back then. So I kind of, I came in right at the tail end of that where you soldered your own needles and did all that stuff. So wow. I was with them for a couple of years and, you know, I had all the, you know, goofballs from the neighborhood coming in and they want little dumb, dumb tattoos, you know, a little Chinese symbol on their neck or whatever. And the guys who own the shop would just throw me that little ding dong stuff. And 25 years later, here I am, I'm still at it. So, you know, still either me. I was terrible and nobody wanted to tell me, or, you know, <laughs> I did all right. And everybody just decided to keep me around. So. Oh, that's great. So There it is. You also paint besides doing tattoos. I um, do. do. Does one like correlate to the other? Does like your knowledge of tattoo correlate to your painting or does your knowledge of painting correlate to tattoos or do you like to keep them separate? Yes and no. And this, this is kind of a, a thing that surprises people to hear, but you don't actually, you do. No, I, I take that back. You do now. It doesn't fly now, but back when I started, you didn't really have to be able to draw on a tattoo. And I worked with a lot of guys who were excellent tattooers, like pitch perfect. You'd hand them the sheet and here's the panther on there and they put the stencil in, and, and that thing would just be like, just perfect, crispy match. Exactly. But you come to them and say, well, I want this fairy and I want her to have butterfly wings and, you know, you know, give her some motorcycle boots. They couldn't do it because they couldn't draw. And if they have the drawing, then they can do it. So it, it gave you, it gives you a little bit of an edge because it's like, okay, somebody wants a custom thing. I have to draw this dragon. You know, the way it is now, everybody has to draw. You can't show up and not draw. Nobody wants anything to do with you. Back then it was kind of like, nah, it could be six of one, half a dozen of the other. You can draw, you can, you can tattoo, you, nobody cared. But so I came in 
kind of having the, it, it gave me a little bit of an edge in, all right, I've got color theory. I did figure drawing. So, you know, when you want the naked lady tattoo, I can draw it. I don't need to look at something perspective, you know, all that art school stuff, like the, the drawing stuff. But as far as like actually applying the tattoo night and day, you know, there's, it's, it's like painting a picture versus building a cabinet, you know, not the same at all. And I was really surprised like how hard the, the, the two are, you know, doing a tattoo is a lot more like carpentry than I would equate it to painting. But it is that crossover of the knowledge of like the working art, the color theory and all the perspective, all that kind of stuff that helps you. And I, I will maintain that like drawing and painting did not, tattooing did not make me better at drawing and painting, but drawing and painting made me better at tattooing because now I was able to take that and be like, well, if I was going to approach this tattoo like an oil painting, how would I do that? Like oh. I, I only picked up oils right 2020 so it was like you know the oh, whole wow. COVID thing yeah. had happened yeah. the shop had shut down i'm sitting at home for three months well i've cleaned out every drawer organized it. i've re-landscaped the front lawn trained a dog did all the you know <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of stuff to do i'm sitting yeah. there like oh my god i'm going insane i'd always wanted to do oil painting so i just picked that up so now i come back to work and i'm thinking okay i've been trying to paint people's faces with oil paints now i'm sitting here doing a tattoo like Knowing what I just picked up, you know, so I can always grab something out of like the drawing and art world and apply it to tattoos, but it doesn't necessarily translate back the other way. Uh, okay. At least not for me, it doesn't. Interesting. Okay. Good question, Eric. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the tattooing, it's very limited. The process of like the rules are really hard and fast. You have to, you know, there's a lot of things that you can't do. You have to factor in for the fact that the tattoo is going to degrade over time. You're going to get older. Your skin's going to break down. It stretches out. It loosens. So every little thing that's, you know, this close together bleeds together. All the lines are a little, you know what I mean? So you're, yep. when you're applying it, you're already thinking about what happens to this when this guy's 65. You yeah. Know, you do the painting, that thing's going to go in the museum and it's going to look like that for 500 years tattooing. It's not. So it's like, you already have to work in, you know. Yeah. The your body's going to the, change. Yeah. Yes. The degradation of this thing, how, you know, how this is going to change, how gonna this is going to break down. Yep. Yes. So you're, you're, you're already set up with like, parameters that are like this you know if you do this wrong this is going to screw you up not today not tomorrow in 10 years and you have to already be thinking about you know painting you're just like yeah. you know so it's 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 a lot less pressure does that come back to you somehow like in 10 years do you get a call like hey the tattoo you did is bad now I, i'm just wondering i i know ethically it's good to like think that way i'm just wondering if that if that comes up where people come back because Something has gone wrong uh, with you know, an old it, tattoo. Not, not with an old tattoo, because it's one of those things, if it's good today, it's going to be good in four years. It's just okay. going to be old in four yeah. years. If it's bad, it's bad today. It's bad tomorrow. Oh, okay. It doesn't take 40 years for a good tattoo to turn bad. They age, they spread out. But, you know, again, if you factored in all these things that you have to factor in thinking about, you know, don't make everything this big. Yeah. Don't, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a list of rules and it's not a long list. But if you follow that list of rules and what you do will last forever but yes there is you know just the time factor of you know people age you know they skin breaks down it gets looser you know and tattoos that i got you know 20 years ago do not look the same as they do now but they still look good because they were done you know with people who are aware of like what's going to happen there's a and there's a lot of trends that people get into where i'm like you're not going to like this five years from now. Oh, yeah, sure, I will. I'm like, eh, no, you won't, because I've been sitting here long enough now to see what happens when you make those mistakes. But I do get people that do 
come back every now and then and they've had this thing for 15 years or whatever and they want to get it redone but it's not like oh this thing turned to total crap in 15 years it's just like you know still looks good it just looks old or i had a baby or i got sunburned eight thousand times and now i look like a leather <laughs> catcher's mitt and then you know the yellow is all gone can you fix it yeah sure you know you go back in and you and you touch it up there's, okay there's things that i have to do on my end to to you know kind of front load it so that the aging process is kinder but there's also on their end you know don't get sunburned five thousand times don't you know gain 300 pounds and don't you know don't you know fall on sandpaper three times a week or, you know, <laughs> roll around in gravel and that's your shower. You know, there, there's, there's things that, you know, the people the can do, the, the better, the better you take care of the skin, the better the tattoo is going to look because the skin is the medium that's carrying the tattoo. So if you keep that, you know, elastic and moisturized to protect it from the sun, the tattoo lasts a lot longer. You go out and you get sunburned two weeks after you get it and you do that every summer for six weeks straight and you never drink any water and you turn into a crocodile yeah it's gonna look like crap but you can i i can tell when i look at something like that was done well that was done perfectly you just got old sorry bro yeah they don't like to hear that but it's like no the tattoo's great you're old sorry yeah, it just happens um would you say that you have a style or is that kind of like one of those like can you do any style or would you say you have a style oh you know what it's kind of funny i don't I keep thinking to myself, like, you know, it's been long enough. I should have like a style, you know, there's people that you can see when they do something like, you know, it's them. There's, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's an artist that I, I love. I, I want to say he's out in California. He does rubber ducks and he just does rubber duck. It's a rubber duck that looks like a burger and it's a rubber duck that, you know, is made out of red rubber. Just, they're so cool. But like, okay, you know that, you know, you know, it's him. But I never really developed like that kind of thing like there was the one thing where everybody was like i'm going to her because she does that one thing i came up like in what we call street shops where you know they walk in and this guy's getting a panther and then the next minute you're doing some big old english letters on his stomach and then the next one's getting a little butterfly and then you're doing a portrait of somebody's grandma and then you know what i mean like yeah. where i started out you had to do all those things or you didn't work there there hey. was no like hey listen i only do you know, koi fish tattoos. That's it. And I'll do you a koi fish that looks like Groucho Marx. And I'll do you a koi fish that looks like, you know, Winston Churchill. But that's all I'm doing. Like, the people would have laughed you out the door. I'd be like, get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> that's the sort of thing you kind of develop over time. But I, I never seemed to evolve past that point. I just got okay. to where I'm like, what do you got? You know, you got a tribal armband. I'm doing a tribal armband. You want a portrait of your grandma? I'm doing a portrait of your grandma. I do lean, though, towards fixer uppers i do lean towards oh. redoing old you yeah. know old tattoos that have, have kind of you know not stood the test of time and doing cover-ups cover-ups and that's kind of a weird thing to fall into but i'm still no i'm still doing everything you know sometimes i am doing a tribal or i am doing you know i'm doing whatever the situation demands and i, I you know I, I think if i had to do if, if i really had to do something consistently i think i would get really bored with it okay so I, I do, I do kind of, I'm, I'm okay with it. I kind of feel like I should have got a style. I really, like, oh yeah, Katie, that's the chick that does the, you know, the whatever, you know, all the monkey tattoos or something, but I'm just like, yeah. no, I'm just, you know, the jackass of all trades and I'll do an awesome cover up. And Hey, we talked to a lot of artists. I think there are like, there are artists that do the one thing. And then I think there mm -hmm. are artists that just do everything. And yeah. So I yeah. don't feel bad. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I was just wondering. Yeah. 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 But I do think even for painting too, I mean, there was a gallery in Boston and I was walking through 
And this guy, I mean, you walked into his studio and it looked like a shop for like 12 different artists, you know, yeah. and his wife had a, had wall space and it was like all the same, like watercolor boats, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, do you ever get like, do you still sell or, or not? Because like, I'm in the same boat. I'd never settle down on style either. I like to keep learning. Yeah. Like, oh no, I, I sell. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's 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 almost. I don't know. It's almost kind of more interesting that way that you just kind of keep launching in different directions. And so you know, sometimes you just hit it. You just hit it. You hit your stride, and everybody loves it. And that's just what you're doing. And you know, it almost kind of becomes this sort of self fulfilling kind of thing. Like they're coming to you, and they're just asking you for that. But it, you know, in in a way, it's. I, I don't ever feel like I ever settle on anything either. You know, like with the oils I was doing, I started off doing still lifes and then I, you know, I'm doing portraits. I love doing portraits and now I'm doing, you know, paintings of people's cats and stuff. And I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, you know, we'll just throw it on there. It's all you can eat buffet of or whatever. I don't, I don't know how to find a style to be honest with you. I, I don't even know how that works. Like, how do you just find one thing? And you're like, that's what I'm doing for everybody. It tells you that's what you're doing for and You just do it. I'm like, I think I'm going to be flailing around when I'm 90. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm just going to do some paintings of acorns or some, I don't know, something yeah. dumb. Yeah, something weird. What What is your, so my, my my wife gave me some questions. What is, what what would you consider like your best tattoo that you've done ever? Or what, what do you most remember? Like, you said you're in the top 10. Like, what's on your top 10? Because asking your best would be your or be like asking what's your favorite children or your favorite bird. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, it's, you know, and I, and I can always get like that. And, and it's kind of funny that you say that. Cause I can always get like that. Like if you laid out all the paintings that I've done and said, okay, you pick me out the five that you think are the best. I can do it right now in yeah, my like, head. It's do, 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 do. here they are. And I'll do that sometimes. I'll be, you know, and the, and the magic of social media has enabled this for me, but I'll be thinking like, okay, in my head, I'll be going, all right, you know, what's like my top 10 best? And it'll kind of go through in my head. But then something will happen. Somebody will be asking me for something or I'll need to find something or I'll be, when did that happen? And I'll be going through my Instagram and I'll go back to something from like 10 years ago and I'll be like, oh man, that was a great tattoo. You know, in my <laughs> mind, anything I did more than two years ago was garbage and I should never speak about it. And I'm going back and I'm going, man, that's a good, and it's it's so funny because I could, without hesitation, pick you out like, what are my five best paintings? No questions asked, yeah. no him and one. Tattooing, I you know, I, there are a few that jump to mind, like right first off the bat where I'm like, yeah, that's it. But if you sat down and made me look through the whole roll of everything, I, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could pick five or 10 and be like, those are it. Because I'd be like, oh, I really want to put in that one with the dog drink and the beer though. Cause it was just so funny. And that red looks so good, and, <laughs> you know? And then, yeah, but what, okay. Should I put this one in there? I mean, it was a cover up. So technically, yeah, but I'd, I'd say you guys would be like, you know what? Just, Shut her off. Get her out of here. She will be here all day listening to this knucklehead trying to. I, I, it, it's one of those things and it's hard to pick. Yeah. It's hard to pick. Second question from Ashley. What is maybe the weirdest cover up that you've had to do? If you could answer that, I, I don't know if you can, but, but um... the, like where what I was covering up was weird or what I covered it up with was weird. Oh, those are two separate both. things. Yeah, both. <laughs> God. So the weirdest thing you know, that you've covered up and then the weirdest thing that you've put on top of a, another tattoo. I, you know, I can't, 
I can't particularly think of anything that I've put on as a cover up as being particularly weird. Okay, that's good. And that's probably a good a thing. Of, yeah, well, you know, it, it's kind of one of the, well, it, usually by the time that, you know, somebody's coming in for a cover up, they've kind of learned the lesson about being reckless or funny. Or, you know, a lot of times yeah. they're like, yeah, this was really hilarious, you know, on South Padre Island when I was 19. And now <laughs> I'm like, you know, 41, I'm a hedge fund manager and I got this, you know, thing on my arm. But a lot of a lot of the cover-ups were, it's not even necessarily that the thing was weird because a lot of times people get like a weird thing and they're like committed to it. Like they, oh. they're embracing being the weirdo. Usually the cover-up is, you know, um, the breakup. The it's breakup, the, yeah. You know, the really bad thing that they got when they were underage and they went to somebody's house or the gang sign and they're trying to get out or yeah. they're trying to get off of drugs and they got this like 420. A lot of times it's... It's not even that they got something like really weird and wild. It's like they got something that causes them a ton of shame or pain, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think that's part of why I'm so drawn to doing cover-ups is like, I feel like I'm exercising a demon for these people, you know? I'm like, you know, big on demon. But that's, that's really, there, there's one that sticks out in my mind and it's funny. And I would, I would have to show you the picture and I probably have it somewhere. I still have photo albums of actual, like, printed out photos. Oh, wow. Because back, back in the day, like, you want a picture, you had to get a roll of film, and you put it in the camera, and you take the pictures, and the film runs out, and you go to Walgreens and drop it off, and you pray for a week that those <laughs> pictures came out good. And you did this amazing tattoo. You get your film back, and it's 30 pictures of just your thumb. And film. <laughs> but um, I've, I've still got, like, photo albums of, of photos. And just, there was this one that was just so funny. And this guy had gotten this on his bed. And it was, like, hand-poked. Like, they did this at a party. And it looked and just... And it was just, like, an outline and just very crude and spotty. And it was some kind of monster, dinosaur, dragon, Viking-looking thing. And he had, like, this axe. And it was so bad. And they just put the words next to it. Party time. And just, it was so and funny. And, and just, like... I, I was just laughing the whole time. And I'm like, you know, I almost hate to cover this up because, you know, what's happened is I've been doing this for so long and you take it so seriously and you do this nice stuff that when I do see stuff like that, that's just completely stupid. <laughs> and goofy. Like, I appreciate it. So there's some days where I'm trying to talk people out of it. I'm like, look, I really want to do this for you. I really want to do this tattoo. I, I, I'm here to take your money, but. I feel like we'd be doing a disservice to the world if this thing went away. And they're just like, please, come on. Like, <laughs> my wife is laughing at me. My friends are laughing at me. I can't take my shirt off at the beach. Please help me. Don't be funny. Like, the time to be funny was like, you know, 2001 when I got it. Like, it's not, please help me. And I'm like, okay, okay. I eventually relent. But that, that one kind of jumps out at me because like, not even the, the just said party talking about it. It just made me laugh so hard. But but usually by that, when people are doing cover-ups, they're like, what is going to work? Mm -hmm. Because you have, you know, there, I, I always say there's, there, you, you, you have two, you, there, there are two things to do when you're doing cover-up. Number one is to do the tattoo that works. Number two is to do the tattoo that you want. And number one always proceeds to number two. You're getting the tattoo that's going to work. And a lot of times I have to wrestle people into it. Like, you have no choice but to get this Grim Reaper. Because yeah. it's that or you're chopping your arm off. That's all you're getting. You know, you cannot have the white lilies from your wedding bouquet. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. So there, there is this kind of struggle sometimes. But a lot of times people are just really like, just please, for the love of God, I am dying of shame because of this thing. Please help me. They're usually pretty serious about it. So I don't usually get to go from like a really crazy, crappy tattoo to another one. I usually have to be like, okay, we're going to kind of be nice about this now. I see. They've I learned. See. What is the longest tattoo that you've done on somebody's body 
like where or I did like, the whole thing start yeah, to yeah. finish one shot or like overall? Overall, yeah. Both again. Yeah, again, both. Yeah. Well, I had I had one I had one guy, and this is this was up here at Maximum. We're Great Lakes Navy bases right there. So we get a lot of these guys who come rolling in and they're shipping out and they're like, I gotta get this thing I'm shipping out. I gotta do this tonight. And they're all crazy gung ho about it. And this guy had come in and he came early the other day and he wanted this big dragon like down his front. Wow. And he's like, well, I'm shipping out in two days. And I'm like, well, you had plenty of time to think about this. And he <laughs> was just not going to let it go. He's just hammering at it, hammering at it. I'm like, fine, you know what? Go next door to Rosati's, go get yourself a slice of pizza. I'm going to draw this and you come back. And he sat down and I tattooed him for eight hours. Wow. And I let him up once to go to the bathroom and I got up once to go to the bathroom and that was it. I'm like, we close and we're, we're open till 10 every day at that time. And I'm like, we close at 10 and I will be done with this thing at 10. And that's just, you wanted this, you're getting it, bro. And he's kind of, he's dying. I'm like, <laughs> I, no, quiet. So, but I've had other stuff where we're working on like big prolonged, you know, where you're, you're doing a whole sleeve on something, you're doing a whole back piece and those things you've got you know, 20, 30, 50, 80 hours in and they're coming back and they're, you know, sitting there with you for five uh -huh. hours and five hours. And so, I mean, I've, I've done like the hundred hour tattoo, but I, the, you know, I'd say like all in one shot, like I had one guy for like eight hours straight all day and I'm, I'm not into doing that. Anymore. What is a hundred hours tattoo look like? How, how big is that? What, what it's was the like, subject? Yeah. It's, they're usually really elaborate and it's usually somebody who's very big. You know, I get a lot of these like guys with these arms that are like their bicep is bigger than my head. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is going to take forever because I have to take this guy's entire arm and color the whole thing from here to here and to here to here to here. All the, the whole thing with a little implement that's like the size of my pinky finger. And I'm going, well, great. You know, so usually people are I, I tend to do a lot of that, like real kind of hyper detailed stuff, like people like the real realistic stuff. And I'm in there, you know, with looking through one eye, you know, doing the little eyelashes on there. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing all that weird little nitpicky stuff. I'm wired for that. So, you know, the hundred hour tattoo is like real little, you know, yeah. where you're, you've been picking at it for four hours and you did something that big, you know, and then you're like, okay, well, see you next week. You know, we'll <laughs> start on the face on the other, you know, horse with the little hairs and, you know, you're doing stuff like that. I see. That's cool. Yeah. What? When it comes to customers, do when it comes to customers, do you have like, do you prefer new customers to like the Eastern customer or is there like an in between that you prefer? I prefer whoever's cool. If you've mm -hmm. just walked in and you've never had a tattoo in your life and you have no idea how this works and you're just cool, I'm happy. If I've tattooed you 500 times and you've paid my mortgage for 10 years straight and you're a giant D bag, I hate it. <laughs> to me, I'm like, I don't care. Just be cool. You know, and you don't have to kiss my butt. You don't have to talk my ear. Just be cool. You know, I got so many people that like, they just, they just be cool. They just come in and, hey, you know, they're nice. And they're, just, you know, I'm happy to see them. They're happy to see me, even if they're scared or like, I'm, I'm, that's, that's, that's all I care about is like, listen, man, we're just, we're all friends here. We're all having a good time. Just, you know, just be cool. You know, it's the ones that want to, you know, give you a hard time and be aggressive and, you know, bust your chops and all that. It's like, man, come on, you know, like this isn't what I'm, this isn't what I'm here trying to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to get you know, talked to like that. So it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I don't even care. You know, people come in like, oh, you must think I'm so lame. I don't have any tattoos. I'm just getting this little thing. I'm like, no, man, you're cool. I No, you're good. You're all right. Don't worry. You know, I don't, I don't sweat people like that. It's just, you know, when they come in and they're, you know, like, 
you know, acting real loud and tough guy, and you know, oh, we're sure off. You said you can handle it. I'm like, no, I can't. You know, and I'm just like, dude, don't stop. You know, please. So yeah, just to me, it's just like you know, anybody who's cool, I love. Yeah, what happened? I love that. Okay, it must have been delayed. <laughs> It sounded like somebody. I'm sorry. I don't know why my internet's like my internet's worse than that. It sounded like somebody broke into your apartment and then you laughed at them. Did you hear that, Kenny? It was like I did. I was just like boom, and then you started laughing. Interesting. Can we circle back really fast to the apprenticeship? Is that still like a thing in the tattoo world? It it is, and it's it's different. Okay. It's different. It's different than it was. It used to be like medieval times where these <laughs> these kids had to like sleep on the couch in the shop and clean all the yeah you know, people wouldn't even flush the toilets. You've heard yeah. you've heard the rumors. It's, I've heard. it's all true. It's all true. Yes. Yeah. Any any um, horror stories you've heard about tat- tattoo apprenticeships, they are true. It's yeah. not made up. It's like not a full joke. fraternity pledge. Hazing. Yeah, hazing. Hazing. Yeah. Yes. I I think. I got off fairly easy. I think they took mercy on me. You know, they were they were older guys. The guys who owned that shop sometime early in my apprenticeship, like they were twin brothers and they turned 60 sometime early, you know, so they uh, were already just kind of over the shit and they weren't, you know, whatever. There wasn't a lot of people there. It, you know, I, I think at the the most that had ever been there, like including me, was like five people. So it, it wasn't a big place. So we, we didn't have a lot of that. So I kind of got the, but you know, they, you know, they, they ran me through the paces. I had to be there you know, an hour before we opened and I had to mop and, you know, you could smoke in the shop so everything's covered in nicotine stains and I'm washing the walls and I'm scrubbing the toilet and somebody loses it and they puke. I got to go clean it up. And, you know, it is, you know, go get coffee, go get cigarettes, go get this, go get this. I, I think they, they probably took mercy on me probably because they just were older guys and they didn't, you know, they were just, they didn't, they didn't want a bunch of BS in their shop. They just kind of wanted to smoke their cigarettes and do their tattoos. But yeah, there, I mean, there's horror stories of, Mm-hmm. you know making guys go up on there and it's like the flat roof and they have to go up there and pick all the rocks off the roof or that you know drive to the airport and go get my wife and you know they'll you know they're you know they're whipping you with towel i did horrible stuff and and, it, and it's true it's true and i've seen it happen to apprentices you know and i i kind of get that like come on you guys don't you know you know it's it, it is just sort of a rite of passage and the part of that was you know number the industry was a lot rougher back then it was very very rough like how i got it and in as you know because i am not a hard ass but you know part of that was like are you going to be able to handle when you have a loud aggressive violent drunk guy in your chair who wants to fight you you're trying to tattoo the guy he asked you for the tattoo and now he wants to fight are you going to be able to do that like that's you know and that's it happened a lot. It still does. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like, are you cool or do you suck? Like, are you fun? Uh, yeah. You know, are you going to cry? Are you going to scream? Are you going to quit every time things don't go your way? Because things do not go your way in a tattoo shop a lot, be it the customers, be it the boss, be it the, you know, whatever. Just, you know, even just you're in your own orbit, just trying to work on your little stupid drawing by yourself and you just can't get it. You're just going to scream and throw everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. can you just be cool? Can you just handle words? Like you're just, you know, so there, there's, there is a purpose to it, but it does get to where 
you know, it there is like people are being physically abused. People are being like psychologically tortured there. You know, so a lot of apprentices are young and they just haven't really been out in the world much. And all of a sudden they're in this place with, you know, 40 year old biker guys and they're getting smacked. And, you know, and they're like, I don't know what you, yeah. it's, it's it, it artificially toughens you up very quickly, which is necessary. But in my opinion, I, I think it was taken too far at a lot. But now at the same time, now it's like, oh, you just come in and we're all friends and we'll just have a latte and just <laughs> hug. And then like the first time they have like this customer comes in who's like crazy and violent, like they, they don't even know what to do. And I'm like, dude, if you were getting your butt kicked by anybody for like the last six weeks, you'd know what to do. You'd know what to tell them. You'd know right the where, you know, grab them right in the back of the neck and march them out the door and, you know, frog march them into the alley and do all that stuff. You'd know that already. And, and you know, so it kind of comes out in the wash because the the clientele has gentrified so much, like the whole industry has gentrified so much that you still don't see that much of that stuff. But you still have shops, you know, if you would have told me a hundred years ago, I'd be working at a tattoo shop in the suburbs at all. I wouldn't have believed you. I'd be like, there's no tattoo shops in the suburbs. Oh, wow. Yeah, here. that's right. And that's I'm right. in Deerfield. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know where Deerfield was until yeah. I got the job. No clue when I got up there. And I'm like, you know, I'm from like, originally I'm from down by like Kankakee, you know, well, so I get up here. Ah, yeah. Nice, you know. I'm like, <laughs> I know where Kankakee like, is too. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Know what I mean? Anything so, south so of Joliet is pretty much the south. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but like and, a, a and Deerfield is for people listening that aren't from Illinois. It's like this well-to-do next to the Beverly Hills of Illinois suburb, which is Highland Park, right? Like, yes, very much like the Newton, Massachusetts, Beverly Hills, California. That's Highland Park, Illinois. Yeah, in my like, estimation, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, no. Like like for those of you not in the know, like, okay, the house where they filmed Home Alone is like 20 minutes from the shop I work at. Michael yeah. Jordan's home is 20 minutes from the shop I work at. The glass garage in Ferris Bueller's Day Off that they drove the Ferrari through, that's 20 minutes from the shop. Like, that's where I am. So, you know, to me, I'm like stinking up the place, you know. <laughs> the, the, you know, that the, the, right there where we're at, those unincorporated, which is how the place even got there in the first place because it probably wouldn't happen otherwise but you know you still have a lot of these shops that are in you know south central los angeles and the west side of chicago and you know you still have these shops in rough places where there are burglar bars in the windows and people are getting thrown through the you know i mean i have seen some stuff in my career and i'm glad you know because i'm you know, if I'm behaving myself, I'm 130 pounds of friggin' middle-aged lady gristle. So I'm not ready to be fighting anybody more. But back in the day, you know, we'd be having to grab guys and, you know, oh, use yeah. their head to open the door. We'd be having stuff happen. So it, 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 I was kind of primed that, like, look, you did not just get a job at the movie theater. This is not TGI Fridays. This is not an office. Like, you're yeah. going to see people get up, beat up. You're going to have things said and done to you that you don't want and you're gonna have to be able to do something about it so yeah yeah very interesting very interesting eric any other questions eric's gone he's frozen <laughs> he's encased in ice yeah. now not, i'm not gone <laughs> okay did you have any other questions for our guest just anything no ice or just anything that we should have asked that we missed? Eric likes to ask, do you have any advice for like young people that are starting out? Oh, yeah. Do you have any advice for a new artist for 
tattoo artist or new artist in general? Yeah, it's funny. People always say, what's your advice for, for anybody who wants to get into tattooing? And I always say, don't. But, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I, I, say, I say don't and I'm half joking and I'm half serious. Because, you know, it's... It's a good gig and it's a good time and getting into it now, you're not going to be exposed to the things that I was exposed to. So good, you know, good for you. You're not going to have to see that. But it is one of those things that it's not like going to work at the movie theater. It's not like going to work at TGI Fridays. You know, you will be there all night. You will be there on the weekend. You will be there on the holidays, depending on who you work for. My my bosses are very merciful. They don't make us work holidays. And I have a semi-normal schedule, but still, it's like your buddy's barbecue on Saturday, you're not going. The concert on Friday night, you're not going. The baptism Sunday morning, you're not going. Having lunch with your mom on Tuesday afternoon, you're not going. You, you just, you can forget it. You're you're not doing any of that stuff. It does really, It it is at the end of the day, it is like a manual labor job. You are working and doing stuff like your back is going to be shot. Your hands are going to be shot. Your elbows are going to be shot. You're going to be beat up just like you would be if you were a factory worker or a lineman. It's not an easy kickback job. It's just not. So, you know, and, and again, it's, you know, you're particularly if you are getting into a place where there are older guys that have been around for a long time, you're going to be with some people who are probably going to be acting in ways that you're not used to seeing. And, you know, one, one of the things you're at a tattoo shop a lot is like, you're not on the internet right now, bam, you know, so it's just, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's kind of, there, there's a generational difference anyway, you know, and I, I meet yeah. now, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I don't even call myself an old timer. I don't even know how long I'm going to have to be around until I do. But, you know, I mean, I, you know, meet people now who were, you know, in grade school when I started doing this. And it's just the difference between them and me. And that's just, it's going to be anywhere. That's going to be in any kind of job. But it's one of those things where it's like, you, you have this like worlds colliding kind of thing. So it's like, understand that you're going to go in there and chances are really good. They're not going to be like you and they're not going to be nice and they're you know and so just be aware of that that there's you know some salty dogs out there that are, are going to give you a hard time and the industry is a lot nicer to women now than it used to be it was very hostile to women for a long time and there's most, most industries i'm just going to put that out there like most industries <laughs> have have come a long way with women they, they, yeah. they have yeah yeah and it's yeah. you know but, but i'm not i'm not diminishing how bad tattooing was i'm just saying it it was bad for women in a lot of places it was, yeah getting it, yeah, better for the thankfully. most part yeah. yeah it was just like what are you doing here but you know it's 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 gotten gentrified in that sense but there's you know there there are things that are going to haunt my psyche forever you know and you know people would say to me you know they, these women would come in and they'd have their daughter and oh she's a really good artist and i think she could be a tattooer and i'd be like lady don't do this. Don't let her do this. Do everything in your power to talk. And they're like, well, why don't you do this? And I'm like, because I'm nuts. I'm not right in the head. You know, there's a woman I used to work with in the city and she'd been around for a long time. She was like old timer, old timer. And we were having a conversation and I had said to her, I said, you know, and any woman who wants to do this for a living, there's, there's gotta be something wrong with her. And she's like, I agree. And the owner was sitting there. He's like, what'd you say? And I repeated what I said. He goes, yeah, exactly. He goes, both, I'm not going to repeat exactly what he said, but he basically said, yeah, both of you are, are bonkers and any other, you know, woman I've ever had in here is bonkers. And that's the only reason you're able to be here. And, you know, it's, it's gotten much better. I mean, you know, now you have, you know, it's, it's, it's a good mix. It's, it's a lot, 
it's a lot easier now than it was, but you know, it was, it was made very clear to me in the beginning, like you shouldn't be here. We don't want you here. They, they acted accordingly. And I am so stubborn Yeah, that, you know, I would cry in the car the whole way home, but I'd come <laughs> back the next day and be like, yeah. all right, that's it. We're doing this, you know? And, and I, and, and, and now it's like, I kind of feel like, okay, well, I, I got over that part, but I, I would just advise anybody who does want to get in there just, Think about it very carefully because it is a big responsibility. It's a big responsibility. You will put something on somebody's body that will be there until they die. Like every time they take a shower, every time they go to the beach, they will see that thing. And how how it went and how you were while it was happening is going to be in their mind forever. So that's a huge responsibility. It's, it is hard physical work. It does take away a lot of things that nine to fivers get to have you don't get to have anymore you know and then there's the aspect of like the weird social friction because you know we're not in a tattoo <laughs> shop because we're well-adjusted you know harvard law type kids we're in there because you know we we can't pass a drug test or you know i mean i was working with a guy for a while when we would have to close up the shop at night and do it you know take the trash out he couldn't take the trash out because the dumpster was so far from the building it would set off his ankle monitor you know, like, you know, you're not this, you know, <laughs> this is I got to be honest. To... I, I'm feeling scared straight. Eric, are you feeling scared straight? I'm feeling scared straight. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm ever going to be a tattoo artist at this point. <laughs> that yeah, was one heck of a speech. Yeah. I went from being tattoos were very taboo. You were yep. maybe on the tail. Yeah, I kind of the NFL players wear a tattoo, and that that artist gets famous, and yeah, yes, because yeah, like right when I was going going, my life, I know at this point in my life, I know I say at this point in my life, I know more people with tattoos than I do without. Yes, it's kind of become the norm that people get one or two tattoos, Mm -hmm. and it's just not like 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 I had a I worked at big accounting firm like and i'm the one of the two people in my group that doesn't have a tattoo yeah so it's just like like if they have a like one is tattoo they just keep it covered up they wear long shirts stuff mm-hmm. like that but for the most part they'll have a tattoo or something yeah it's 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 surprising to me you know part of it being where i'm at but just just in general you know like how the clientele has shifted from when i started to now and, you know, we had like a little old granny come to the show. It was her 90th birthday and she wanted a tattoo. We're like, lady, your skin's like, you know, ancient wet newspaper. Don't do this. It's not going to, you know what I mean? And she wanted this tattoo. She wasn't going to let it go, you know? And, we, and, and it's just, you know, we got the soccer moms and we, you know, it's, it's a lot of the crowd that 20 years ago would not have done this were it not, you know, you, we now have the blessing of our friends and family to do this. So now everybody's doing it. So yeah, it's a people like Oh, you must think I'm so boring. You don't have any tattoos. I'm like, no, I think it's fascinating. Like, <laughs> good on you're interesting. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, you're not you're not gonna start taking off articles of clothing. Like, hey, do you think this is good? And what do you think I get? It's like being the doctor, and you go to the party. Hey, does this look infected to you? You're like, oh, man, I'm just trying to eat some caviar. Get out of here. This is me. Like, I, I joke with my husband, I tell him, like, when we go out, I'm like, just tell people I'm a claims adjuster. Yeah. Because it always turns like, oh, you're a tattoo checker. What do you think of this? And do you think I should pick this? And do you see this? You know how much I paid for this? I'm like, man, I'm I'm just trying to eat my nachos. Can we I'm not at work right know? now? Yeah. Yeah, right. You know, like here's my card, call me at the shop. And they're like, Oh, can I text you? I'm like, this is my I don't put my phone number in here. Are you crazy? No. No, no. You know, so yeah, it, it's 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 one of those things like it is so, you know, yeah, I'm I'm 
I mean, I, I went into a bank one time and I, and it's so funny. I, I love telling this story, but I went into a, a bank one time. I was going to go put some money in and the kid, like at the, the bank teller, had this like huge, like big Chinese on the side of his neck. I was like horrified. I'm like, it's clawing my money. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, you're leaving to go to your job at the tattoo shop. I'm like, yeah, but he's supposed to look like a banker. He's supposed to look like a respectable young man. And they go, How so dare you? And I was like, gonna, I was gonna, you know, I'm writing a letter to the editor about, you know, I got a little boomer about it. But yeah, <laughs> you know, the teachers all are, are tattooing the backs of their hands now. I'm like, my God, I don't, I don't even have my hands tattooed. I, I, I do not love my hands. I'm trying not to draw it. I don't wear nail polish, any of that. If it were the 1950s, I'd be wearing white gloves. You'd never see my hands. So I'm like, man, I'm not trying to get anybody looking at my hands. But yeah, the teachers are, they're doing their hands and the cops ah. are doing their necks. And I'm like, all right then. So yeah, when I meet people who don't have any, I'm like, how interesting. Tell me about yourself. Oh yeah. What do you like to do, you know? Interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yeah, this has been really, really me. fun. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You do a lot of really great videos on Instagram. Thank funny, you. Funny videos. You put all your tattoos on Instagram yes. on, and you have a website where you sell prints. I do. I do. The name thing confuses people though, because Katie Kane is my working name okay. and uh, I'm, I married a nice boy from Italy. So that's where the <laughs> Vianello came from as it, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm real Italian, right? But Ain is kind of the working name because I've been tattooing already for about 13 years when I met him and I'm like, well... Yeah. You know, there's a thing called Google. and This is how everybody knows how to find me. Is that all right with you? So the, the website is katievianello.com. Instagram is katiecanetattoos, C-A-I-N, just like the evil guy from the Bible. And there's a link in the bio on there that goes to to the website. So yeah, there's oil paintings, ink wash. I sell prints. I've got merch, all kinds of little doodads and stuff for your house. Cool. Yeah, so go find her. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was a good time. This is actually the first time I've ever been on anybody's we'll podcast. In the wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So that's so interesting. I know, but, right? Uh, your first time podcasting. first time podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first right? time tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. See? Look at this. Cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming. Bye. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Nice talking to you guys. Have a great night. Bye.